following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well, well. to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Sunday, January 28th, 2024. It is the NFL Final Four, which has been called by many the best weekend of football, especially back in the shitty Super Bowl era where we just struggled all year getting to the Super Bowl, which then turned out to just be friggin' turds. Constant blowouts, left and right. And I think that probably changed getting consistent, good Super Bowls. Maybe around the Titans-Rams. If I'm thinking, I think that, you know, yeah, that was a good one. And then obviously you had the Rams-Patriots. And then from there on, the past 20 years have been decent Super Bowl performances. You know, stinkers here and there, obviously. But for the most part, they've been enjoyable, competitive Super Bowls. Unlike prior to that, when it was just thorough trouncings year after year. I mean, God, there were so many bad ones. Some good ones in there, but 80s and 90s, not doing a lot for Super Bowl Sundays, that's for sure. It was more about the parties and the games. But Many have called this, regardless, the best weekend of football. Today, you have two of the final three games in the NFL season, uh, featuring what many thought were the four best teams in the NFL coming into the season. Chiefs-Ravens, Lions-49ers, and what really could turn into a fantastic Sunday of football. We've had many fantastic Sundays of football, but this one, two games, that's all you get. Four best teams, you'd say, in the NFL, all facing off against each other. So, looking forward to it. And, you know, it really, the weekend's really a testament to well-run football organizations. Because this is what you get when you have a vision and a plan. When you lay out what you want to achieve and then stick to that strategy. You know, when you design a roster, and then fit the schemes around that roster. Or or when you have a clearly defined strategy, and then you work your roster to find the pieces that you need. But regardless of which side you choose, you don't develop a program like these four without that kind of discipline. And, I, I mean, it's funny, look no farther than the New York Giants to see how not to run a member club. I am sorry. I am sorry to once again reference the New York football Giants. It is just a gift that keeps on giving. Because whether you're trying to use it for what to do in the NFL or what not to do, the Giants are just the foil. And usually it's what not to do, if not every single time, what not to do in the NFL. And this was the most recent story that came out. And this was on WFAN, and I will cue it up here and just let you listen to it because they tell the story better than I ever could. So here we go. I wasn't worried 
until the morning of the draft happened, and we got word that it wasn't Sam going one, that Baker was going one. Because like, so the Jets thought they. So let me let me just double back. Uh, terrible intro by me because it kind of caught in the middle of the the audio, but they are talking about the 2018 draft, and they're going to be talking about the Jets, and they're going to be talking about the Browns, and then ultimately the Giants. Okay, so uh, again, I'm not going to restart the show just to get here, but that is what they're talking about here, and we're talking about how not to run a member club if you want long success, right? All right, so here we go. He goes, I wasn't worried until the morning of the draft happened, and we got word that it wasn't Sam going one, that Baker was going one. Because like, So the Jets thought they were getting Baker? They thought they were getting Baker at three. Sam was their number one quarterback that they thought they, oh, were, they, getting thought they were getting Baker. They thought, I was like, did you ever get worried? He goes, the only time I got worried was when we got worried in the morning that it was going to be Baker one. He goes, because I knew that the only person that loved Sam more than anyone in the world was John Elway, and he was with the Broncos. He goes, and I was petrified that John was going to call the Giants oh. at number two and offer the house wow. for number Number two in order to get Sam Darnold. And I found out, he goes, after the fact, I saw John wherever. And he goes, I said to him, I was like, I was, I was surprised you didn't do that. Like, I really thought Don't you were going to try to did. jump us. They did. Dave wouldn't answer oh, the phone. Dave was so that? locked in on number two that he wouldn't no answer the phone. Way. Yeah. So Dave was, like, when Dave said, like, when what Dave said in his press conference, when Dave said in his postgame press conference, they didn't even take calls. They ran it up to get Barkley. He was not lying. <laughs> I wasn't Can you believe that? Until the morning of- <laughs> Can you believe that? So... The New York Giants get a phone call that they don't answer. On the other line, it is John Elway, who is willing to mortgage the future so that he could get Sam Darnold because Darnold does not get picked number one by the Browns because they go Baker Mayfield. And they want Darnold more than life. And they're willing to offer anything they can to the Giants. Who... Who were going to pick a running back? Did pick a running back. And Dave Gettleman, the general manager, didn't pick up the fucking phone. Can you believe that? That's insane. And that is why that member club, along with a whole slew of other member clubs, have stayed in the perennial toilet. Because that is not a strategy to win. That shows no vision, no football acumen, intelligence. It's just st- it, it, for a business. It's just shitty business. We're gambling. You know, well, we're gambling. This is a gambling show. Well, we try to. I, I go and it's a football show, but we talk a lot about gambling because that's the most fun of it. Regardless of what football show you listen to, gambling show you talk about, you listen to, they talk about value. It's always about value. Where's the edge? Where's the value? Et cetera, et cetera. Business, it's about value, right? There it is. You have value. You have a position in the draft that somebody else desperately wants. You can get assets in return that far outweigh the running back that you're going to draft. Getting those assets in return make you better. And you pass up on that opportunity. That's just mind-boggling. I I mean, it's insane. And that's why the final four today is the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Detroit Lions. 
because they have laid out a strategy that has gotten them to the promised land. Disciplined, well thought out, intelligent, so good for them. So anyway, we will run down the show. We'll do a quick recap of uh, the stats and what our picks were from last year, uh, last year, last week. And then we will end up going into the AFC game, then the NFC game, give you the bets, and then we will be out. So without further ado, let's get this show rocking. Did I just say let's get this show rocking? That was so fucking corny. Uh, Let's go. First down. All right. Well, last week I ended up getting the better of my brother. I was three and one with my picks. I'm seven and three in the playoffs. Meanwhile, Chris went two and two, and he is an even 500 in the playoffs at five and five. My best bets are two and zero. Oh. He is one and one. He picked Philadelphia two weeks ago. That ended up not working out for him. So I've got him there. In regards to how the Sharps tickets and money did, Sharps were two and two. The tickets were zero oh and three, and the money was one and two. So if there's anybody that's on a tear right now, I want to say it's it's moi. So I will give you my picks later on as well, and. Uh, both for the games and then my wagers. My wagers, not so good, but my picks good. So if you can figure out how to take my picks and do something better with them than I did, then you should be in the green. Uh, anyway, as for dogs and favorites, it was split last week. We did have, it was two and two with one of those two dogs winning. That ended up being the Chiefs. The overs, unders were two and one in favor of the overs. There was one push. And then when you looked at teases, it was basically undefeated. You had a couple of losses. The 49ers teased down, did not come in, depending on what you got on the line. The Texans teased up, did not come in because they got their doors blown off. And then another close one, it'll depend on what you got on the line, was the Bills Chiefs under teased up. So uh, it depends on what you got, but it uh, was, I when we did the show, it was 45 and a half, teased up 51 and a half, and they came in at 51. So that was it for the games last week. When it comes down to the bets, uh, I ended up coming in only because I revisited and did the secondary show to get in some other bets because my other ones were up against it. So uh, I did get the Lions minus six and Kansas City money line. So that ended up coming in for me. I almost double dipped on that one because had Goff just got an anytime score in there, that would have worked out real nice. I thought they were when they got close and they didn't call his number, but that would have netted me a, a nice thousand bucks or so. It uh, didn't happen. So I did get the Lions and Kansas City money line in there. Detroit, I couldn't get Goff in there. And then my alt line where I did get a push from Kansas City it would have netted me some if Detroit had been able to cover the nine and a half. And then they were up late. And then Baker Mayfield came back and then scored. Uh, and so that did that. In. And as for my brother, he did not. So he took an L. I, I lost money as well. Uh, I did not make enough back on that Lions-Kansas City to cover my other losses. But I got 
you know, a little bit back, which was good. So I was negative. My brother was negative as well. And we'll take whatever we got left and go into the conference championships and then Super Bowl next week. See if we can, I don't know, somehow stop the bleeding. It has been an awful year for the Eggy brothers. Way worse for me. Then my brother, he's got, I think he's got some long-term bets still left. Uh, I should keep track of them. I always ask him for them because I know he's got them written down. But uh, as for mine, I, you know, it's not going to work out. M- maybe, maybe Micah Parsons for Defensive Player of the Year, but I highly doubt it. So uh, that is where we stand now. So let's get into this week's games. Without further ado, we'll start off, we'll just go in order. I do think that the AFC game is going to be better than the NFC game. It's just my personal opinion, but it is the first game at 3 o'clock. People wondering why would they put the better of the two games, well, I mean probably by popular opinion the better of the two games, in at the first game, and the reason why is because they just alternate AFC and NFC as to who gets the late game. Uh, Nobody cares about the early game. They want the late game, right? So, but it alternates. So this year AFC has the first game and then the NFC has the second game. So which is why you get Chiefs Ravens at three o'clock. So without further ado, let's take off to Baltimore. Second down. And so we'll fly to Baltimore where the Ravens will be hosting their first conference championship since the 70s, I think, has been the the slug line that I've read and heard on all of the content creators today. Um, I guess, you know, since Baltimore took off, so they will be hosting their first conference championship in eons today at 3 o'clock on CBS. The Ravens currently are four-point favorites over the Chiefs. It is a trifecta game, so, oh, no, here we go with a trifecta. Ravens don't like to see that. Well, I mean, if you believe what I believe, and that's usually the trifecta's got something funky with them. But the Sharps, 55% of the tickets and 65% of the money pool, all in on Baltimore. 44 is the over-under in this one. And so, weather-wise, we're looking at 45 degrees with 42% chance of showers in Baltimore. So, if you wanted to get a ticket for this one, it is going to cost you an arm and a leg, I think. I'm pretty sure the get-ins for this one were about 780 bucks to get in. The higher price of the two games... Uh, San Francisco's, we'll get to in a little bit, was a little less. They were about 400 for the get-ins, which is crazy because last week, Baltimore, you could have gotten into that game relatively cheap. So the tickets were lower last week. Uh, you know, This week, they have went sky high. But again, AFC Championship, Chiefs coming in, uh, first time in eons, decades and decades and decades. And so now we get to sit back and talk about what happens here with the Ravens-Chiefs game. I think injuries is the first stop to go because the Chiefs are going to have one super significant injury, and that is going to be Joe Joe Thune, the offensive guard, pro bowler. He is going to be out. Additionally, now I know I was listening to PFF earlier this week, and the backup that they have going in there uh, grades well. People like him. Don't think it's going to be a super big drop-off. I'm sorry, but Thune's an all-star, 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 and all-pro guard, and I think one of the biggest things that the 
Chiefs had going for them was that line. Uh, you know, Taylor obviously is a disaster, but the line had been doing really well. And now you you're always accounting for Taylor and trying to compensate for him, but now you got to compensate for Thune. And I don't know. It is a big, significant injury in my case. In in my mind, he will be out. As for Isaiah Pacheco. He practiced, but then he didn't on Friday, so he's got an ankle ankle and toe issues. Um, as for Willie Gay, he also has a neck injury, and he is questionable. So three significant injuries in Thune, Pacheco, and Gay for the Chiefs. Ravens, meanwhile, relatively healthy, and they're going to be getting Mark Andrews back for this game. So weather injuries, I think they... Both end up leaning toward Baltimore in this one. It is tough to really think that Mahomes, for as great as he is, could end up taking the L in this because, you know, he's taken losses before, but in the Super Bowl, you know, this is, you know, playoffs is his jam. But I think there's got to be real concern from Kansas City fans in this case because you have injuries, you have weather leaning toward the better ground team, that being the Ravens. And if you look at last week, again, this is talked about multiple outlets, but a lot of what worked in favor of the Chiefs was the fact that the Bills were super banged up. Like they were fucking, I mean, and we had said, what are you going to do with the Bills when you've lost so many guys for so long? I mean, this has been a theme going back in the middle of the year when they started losing people. And I think it kind of caught up with them last weekend. And ultimately, the Bills got ousted uh, and the Chiefs move on. I think it's a different ball game here because the Ravens' defense is pretty stout. I don't think it is this knock them dead defense, a historic defense. I said that earlier in the year. I, I stick with what I said now, but it's a good defense. Yeah, you're not going to be talking about the 2023 Baltimore Raven defense 20 years from now, but for this game, this season, they have stepped up to the plate. You know, they, they have stuck in, you know, pieces that have worked out well in their favor. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of... Um, Jadavion Clowney, who has had a great year, and the trade for Roquan Smith, pair him with Patrick Peterson. So they have done what they needed to do in terms of roster composition to build a stout defense to complement Lamar Jackson and the rushing offense. Say Flowers was added through the draft, and the Ravens really do have a formidable team here. Can the Chiefs pull it off? I would never take a chance away from Patrick Mahomes. He's Patrick Mahomes. As and Mad Dog Rose has had that all my years of saying football, Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback I've ever seen. It's a terrible Mad Dog impression, but he went on a whole rant this week saying that Mahomes was the best. So are you going to take away the chance of the greatest of all time in this game? No. But... I think that everything here lines up pretty well for the Ravens. I, I think the injuries, I think the fact that the Ravens defense is much better than the Bills. The concern I would have if I was a Ravens fan 
would be a sloppy game, something shitty happening, turnovers, and getting you know a, a getting a two score deficit that you've got to claw back from. This goes back to what I said, you know, before that. I you know a couple. I mean a couple, like three. Ravens fans, Twitter people did not like, and that's when I said that Lamar Jackson is not a great passer, but I think that is the risk that you have to con- consider any time that you have Lamar Jackson under center, is that if you need to get multiple scores and you need to push the ball downfield, specifically through the air, can he do it consistently without having uh, interceptions, turnovers, or just bad plays? Right, and that would be the only way I really see the Chiefs getting out of this one. I think it'd probably be close. I think if there's a blowout factor, it's probably more so on the side of the Ravens than the Chiefs, um, because it might just be where the Chiefs just don't have enough to get it done this year. They're on the road for the first time, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but then again, you know, in a game like this, in the rain, maybe the complete opposite happens. And Jackson goes out, has the terrible game, and Mahomes takes advantage of it. Again, I think it's the better of the two games, the one I'm more interested in. Uh, I am going to end up picking the Ravens here. My brother also is going to end up picking the Ravens for this one. Uh, I think the Chiefs are a live dog, but you know, if you got to pick a side, I'm going to pick the Ravens here. I know I've, I've talked, not against, but... Uh, not super favorably about Lamar Jackson, but I think this is exactly what you want if you are the Ravens and a, and a Raven fan and looking to get a victory is a shitty weather game, running the ball heavy, and then feeding into what Jackson does best and how this team was built. So give me the Ravens here and minus four over under tough 44. It's a lower number. Uh, I'm going to take the over here uh, just for a pick to have fun with it. So give me Ravens and the over for the AFC Championship. Third down. And so from Baltimore, we will take off cross country to Levi Stadium for the 630 NFC Conference Championship featuring the 49ers and Lions. This game currently seven points in favor of San Francisco. 51 and a half is the over under. The Sharps do not have a lean. The tickets are slightly in favor of the Lions at 52%, and the money pool is more so in favor of San Francisco at 58%. I think of the two games, this is probably the easier to handicap. I am a fan of the 49ers in this game. Look, the Lions have had a fantastic year. They are a good team. I am not a super big fan of the coaching staff. However, they are getting it done. Dan Campbell, the leader of men, um, has put together a staff with Ben Johnson, who really should get a head coaching job. And there's only a couple left here, so I don't know what's going to happen to him. Might be till next year. But Ben Johnson on offense, Aaron Glenn, who, uh, again, I'm probably not as much a fan of him as I am not a fan of Campbell, but he is on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, they have together put together this team that has performed well above their means with Jared Goff 
under center of all things. And so uh, kudos to the Lions and what they have accomplished. Amon Ron St. Brown, solid. The running back uh, tandem of Gibbs and Montgomery has worked out well in their favor. Laporta was a fantastic pick. And so they have been able to muster up an NFC North Division Championship, these playoff wins, and now they're one game away from playing in the big game. As for San Francisco, it is the best in the biz. When, when Brock Purdy comes to play. I don't think any of the four teams that are left really can compete with San Francisco um, when they are at their best. I know that San Francisco's running defense is pretty lackluster. And so, I, you know, Mina Kimes have been beating her chest about it all year long, and that went into that Baltimore game. I'm not going to go reference that yet again, but it has shown true time and time again. Uh, last week, with everything that went wrong, the Packers were able to run the ball all over the 49ers. So if there is a weakness, it is their run defense. But taking that still into consideration, I think the 49ers are the best of the four teams remaining. 49ers here, seven points is tough to swallow. That is a lot of points for Detroit uh, to be given, seeing how well they're playing. And I don't know. I, I, I really want to go 49ers here. Seven points, considering that they'll have to play, you know, they could play from behind and try to get late scores and a backdoor cover and and all the rest of it. Seven's a lot to swallow for a conference championship. I think if you do go the 49ers, I think what you're thinking here is last week's game, they played as bad as they could. Well, you know, Purdy wasn't as bad uh, on the rewatch as he was on the initial watch, but... Everything that could went wrong did go wrong. It was Murphy's Law for the 49ers versus the Packers. And they still pulled it off. So are they going to go and perform yet another stink bowl game? Uh, Weather-wise, you're not going to get the rain in this one if you want the most recent weather update. 73 degrees and partly cloudy for this game tonight. So it's just going to be a nice game out in San Francisco. The Lions leaving their home dome, going on the road. You have Goff going back out to California. Uh, I don't, you know, Goff is scary. Purdy is really scary because the two of them have basically the same MO. Really good when things are going right, but at any given time, either one of us could stink up the goddamn field. Uh, my brother, along with others, have pin, tried to pinpoint Purdy's failures to specific roster losses, that being Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, McCaffrey. Debo Samuel is going to be returning for this game, so that is a win for the 49ers, probably the biggest win of them all. Otherwise, let's take a quick look at other injuries as of right now, and nothing really. So with Samuel back, you would think that the 49ers have everything they need here minus, you know, Purdy stinking up the field to win pretty handily. Lions could pull it off. They're gritty as shit, and they've been playing well more than I've given them credit for. I think in this one, though, the 49ers might be able to lock this up with easily more than seven points. 
And if they force Goff to try to do too much, I you know, Goff could just start throwing picks left and right. So uh, I'm going to end up taking the 49ers in this one. My brother, I don't know what he's doing because he didn't tell me, and by his bets, which we'll get to here in fourth down, I, I couldn't really decipher what he wanted to do. I'm going to say he's going to go with the 49ers as well. Um, but I don't know. It's a close line, and based on his bets, he might think the Lions. But I'm definitely going 49ers. I'm going to say my brother's going 49ers. He can uh, correct me when he gets back to the show. He's out of commission this week as his wife is out of town. So he's got two kids under three uh, and trying to work and take care of the kids all at once down in South Florida. So good luck to you, sir. Over under 51 and a half here. That's a lot of points. Uh, the 44, I like the over, even though it was shit weather for the Chiefs-Ravens game. Here, 49ers line. Lions, 51, I, I think that's a little heavy. I'm going to go under here um, I because I, I don't know if the Lions are going to be able to step up to the plate and perform here. And to get 51, you're going to need two high-scoring teams. Uh, obviously, the 49ers' defense lends itself to getting cut up on the ground. But I think if I, they end up performing well on offense, get up a lead, uh, Goff might end up falling, you know, into a hole here, making some mistakes, and I, that would impact the ability to get up to that 51.5. So give me the 49ers and the under there. Now, uh, we will get into the – I was going to recap all the teases, but we'll do that when we get into the gambling segment. We'll take a look at what's available, some props, and all the rest of it, um, and we'll do that here in fourth down. So uh, let's go. Let's talk about where we're going to put our money this week. Fourth down. And if you've been following the show, where we're going to put our money is in the fucking toilet and then set that shit on fire uh, because that's what's been happening with our bets. Um, but like I said, Ravens by four, 49ers by seven. If you want to look at the teases, when you tease these two teams, you can get the Ravens to plus two. You can get the Chiefs up to minus 10. Going Lions 49ers, you can bring the 49ers line down to one minus one, and you can bring the Lions line up to 13. Overs and unders, you're looking at the Ravens Chiefs of a tease over 38, tease under a 50. 49ers Lions tees over 45 and a half tees under 57 and a half so I that 57 and a half I kind of like and I definitely like uh the 49ers by one so now Ravens Chiefs if you like the Ravens to win you can get them down to two. I don't know if I like pushing the Ravens down to plus two or taking the Chiefs and pushing them to minus 10 I think I like the minus 10 and in terms of that over under I, again, I think uh, the one that catches my eye is the 50 and going under on that one. So I, those are the ways that I lean with those teases. Um, you know, I points I'm not good at. Uh, you know, <laughs> shit, my performance this year, I'm not good at doing the point spreads either. Uh, but I definitely th- think of everything. 49ers minus one, Chiefs minus 10 is what I like the most. So let's get to our bets. Um I'm going to give a best bet, and that's going to be the 49ers. My brother didn't give a best bet. Um, I don't know which way he would go, so I'm not going to speak for him. But 49ers are going to be my best bet for the week. Our bankrolls are as follows. My brother is at 5250. I am at 4300, thereabouts. 
So he has got me by a thousand. Uh, those that not playing along at home as of yet, we basically beginning of the year we take ten thousand dollars fictitiously, and then we put some long form bets, and then we bet throughout the year. And this is where we are right now. So my brother's lost about half his bankroll with some long form bets still alive. I've lost uh, more than half with some long form bets, um, but I have less long form than he does. So I've actually lost more throughout the year uh, than he has. So looking at the Props. Let's look at props real quick because there are some props I think that are worth considering. Um, I, I think Gibbs over 14 and a half carries is worthwhile to look at. Or actually, the, the 14 and a half was his longest rushing yardage. And I kind of liked that. I kind of liked him to get in there to rip off a long run against a suspect 49ers rush defense, which we saw get tore up all last week with Aaron Jones. Goff over half an interception because I think that this might get away from Lions forcing Goff to try to come back and then turn over Central there. McCaffrey over four and a half receptions I like because I think that you can pepper the Detroit linebacking core who are not great in coverage and get McCaffrey some yardage as well as yourself um, through the air. And so four and a half receptions, I, I, I seem I feel like that would be a nice over. Lamar Jackson under half an interception. Uh, I think that this game is going to be run on the ground a lot. And as a result, I don't know how much activity in the air is going to lend itself uh, to an interception. I, I've said on the record I don't think he's a great passer, so I, you know that could blow up. But I just don't think that they're going to run a game that is going to have Lamar trying to do more than he needs to, unless they get behind, and then that kind of all goes out the window because he's got to, he has to start throwing the ball around, uh, especially in the rain and the weather. You know that that might go south. But for now, I like a Jackson in the under half interception. Uh, Lamar Jackson rushing yards, uh, 59 and a half. I like the over there. I think, again, the whole game is going to be on the ground. I think rushing is going to be key. So Jackson over the 59 and a half. Flowers under four and a half receptions. Jackson just doesn't like to feature a whole lot of people. So to see them feature Zay Flowers, a rookie against a Kansas City defense that is pretty stout, would be surprising to me. So under four and a half receptions for Flowers. Mahomes, over four and a half uh, rushing uh, attempts. Uh, I I like uh, Pacheco. You know, I don't know what to do with Pacheco. I was looking at stuff with him, and I think I'm going to end up just shying away because with the ankle and the knee, or the the ankle and toe, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to do anything there. You know, like in in Mahomes, I can see him scrambling a little bit, and I, I think if I was to consider rushing props for the Chiefs. I, I think Mahomes might be the better way to go. Um, you know, because I, I think that there is going to be a lot of ground activity in this game given the weather and the way these two games play. And I could definitely see Mahomes trying to create some extra offense, um, especially if, if they just are having difficulty uh, you know, doing so in the air um, with the weather and just the way that the chief wide receivers have been playing. So those are the ones that I was looking at. As for our bets, my brother, here's what he's doing. Here we go. 
Baltimore, minus six and a half. San Francisco, minus six and a half. Alt line parlay. He's going to take $250, place it on that one. He is also going to take two small $50 bets on the following parlays. Rice, anytime touchdown. Flowers, anytime touchdown. Rice over 60 and a half yards. And then Hamilton over four and a half tackles. So that's going to be one of his player prop parlays. Rice, Flowers, all time, anytime touchdowns. Rice over 60 and a half. Hamilton over four and a half tackles. He's also going to take Williams. Lions, anytime touchdown. Ayuk, anytime touchdown. Gibbs over 76 and a half yards uh, rushing and... Afitu, I'm not, I did not pronounce that right, over four and a half tackles. So he's going to put 50 on that. So Williams, Ayuk, anytime touchdowns. Gibbs, over 76 and a half yards. And then Afitu, which I just mispronounced a second time, over four and a half tackles. Me, I'm going to do things differently. I am going to do a tease as my biggest bet of the week. I am going to take Kansas City plus the 10. 49ers minus the one. I'm going to put 400 for that. Not a great return. 748 on the return, so not quite double your money. But that was what I felt most comfortable with putting my money behind. So that is going to be my first and heaviest bet is my tease. I am going to take the Kansas City money line, 49ers money line in a parlay. I'm going to put 200 in for that to return 732. I am also going to do a couple of alt spread parlays. I'm going to take, this is going to be blowout city, as I call it. Baltimore minus 9.5, San Francisco minus 9.5. These are both home teams. Just own the game and just wreak havoc on the, the, the underdogs on the road. So Baltimore blowout, San Francisco blowout, both bring them at 9.5. Parlay it, 100 bucks for 582. And then I have my don't go against the GOAT uh, parlay. I'm going to jack Kansas City to a favorite by 6.5. And, and then I'm going to take the San Francisco 9.5 again. So I'm playing both sides here with Baltimore. Baltimore blowout and then a Kansas City monster game on the road. And I'm going to put them both with San Francisco and 9.5. I'm going to 100 on both of those. Baltimore, San Francisco won. Uh, 100 for 587. Kansas City up to 6.5 point favorite. And San Francisco 49, not 9.5. That's going to get me 100 for uh, 1,000. So, like that as well. So, again, uh, I'll run down them real quick. My brother, Baltimore, San Francisco, alt spread parlay, 6.5 for each of those teams. 250 there. Rice, Flowers, anytime touchdowns. Rice over 60 and a half yards. Hamilton over four and a half tackles. That is one parlay. The other one is Williams, Ayuk, anytime touchdowns. Gibbs over 76 and a half. Afitu over four and a half tackles. As for me, give me T's. Kansas City and 49ers. Give me a parlay. Kansas City, 49ers, both with money line. Alt spread parlay. Baltimore nine and a half. San Francisco nine and a half. Another alt, alt line spread. Uh, alt spread parlay Kansas City six and a half San Francisco nine and a half then I'm going to have two random parlays for me San Francisco minus four and a half Goff over half an interception McCaffrey over four and a half receptions other mixed parlay 
Jax, give me Lamar Jackson, under half an interception. No interceptions from him. Zay Flowers, under four and a half receptions. Activity, but not a lot. And give me Hamilton, over three and a half tackles. And give me that. I'm going to put 100 bucks on those two. So the final two bets that I just talked about, three item parlays, San Fran, minus four and a half line, Goff, over an interception, well, interception or more, McCaffrey, over four and a half receptions. The other one, Lamar Jackson, under, with no interceptions, Zay Flowers, under four and a half receptions, and Keith Hamilton under over three and a half tackles. So there you go. That's it. That's going to be the money on the line there. I've got a lot more than my brother does. I've got a cool thousand, and he's got uh, 350. So that'll do it for me. Uh, Hopefully... Things will work out well, and somebody will get to use this also. Otherwise, if you uh, lose, it's your fault. I, I, I was using your advice, not my own. Right? Blame somebody else. Terrible outrop on me. Stink on ice. I'm out. Enjoy your Sundays. And let's see how this shit goes. Peace.